why you got to play that song so loud? Because we want to. want to. Because we want, we to. want to. Well, can you bloody not? I'm trying to have a shit in peace here. Always moaning, isn't he? And welcome to episode 58 of the Stew and Al pod with me, Al. And him, too. Oh, oh, lovely. I was trying to think of a new way to start the podcast, too, but um, I couldn't think. If it ain't think. broke, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. If it ain't broke, don't really fix it, mate. What are you drinking today, Al? Uh, I've got a pint of water. I've got um, Robinson's orange squash. Oh, Robinson's. Let's uh, see if we can get any free Robinson's. Do so we move? Where are we in the charts at the minute? He just uh, he just gave me a chart. Yeah, we had, had an email. We're up to hundred. Well, we're down twenty two places to one hundred ninety two. So that's not bad. Though, really, like, you really want to see those downloads, folks? You really want yeah. to see those downloads? A little old podcast gets uh, you know, it's on its way. Add an air cut week, Al. Add an air cut on Friday. What do you think? Oh, it looks nice. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Huh? Yeah, it's all right. That's too. Um. So, Al, this week I've been to the races at Cheltenham. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Not to the Cheltenham Festival, obviously that's in March, but I've been there for another little mini festival they had on. Had a great time. £540 up by the end of it. Well, bloody hell, well done. I know a few of our listeners are against horse racing, but like I said, it ain't going to stop me going. <laughs> bloody hell. Anyway, so a few, few things happened when I was there, Al. Um, now, the owner of one of the horses, can't remember his name, Short fellow, very angry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Syndrome, is it called or something like that? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he seemed angry anyway. So uh, he, um, I saw him. He grabbed his horse by his harness. Went right up to it face to face. And he said, tell you what, you're useless, mate. You haven't won a single race since I've owned you. If you don't win this race, right, you don't win this one, you'll be working the farm tomorrow. I was about, ooh, that horse yeah. has been warned. Maybe I should put a few bob on that one. Yeah. Didn't bother at the end. But um race is about to start. All the horses are lined up in the gates. Race starts off, they're all gone, all shot out, apart from this bloke's horse who's just stayed in the um in the pen. Yeah. There's only like fuming, he's jumped over the fences like shouting left, right, center, swearing everything. He's got Oi, what the fuck are you doing in there still? No language. This horse said, Well, I'm getting some rest, didn't I? I've got to work the farm tomorrow morning. Oh, lovely. A long one there, but a punchline. It was sort of. And now, yeah. all these racing events, they've always got decent bars and stuff, and you know, Guinness Village at Cheltenham and all that. So, uh, I was in this bar, and um, this donkey walks in. Yeah. Because I let animals in there, you see. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it should do, really. Yeah. Donkey walks in, sees this one of the uh, one of the horses at the bar. So he's like, hmm. Walks over and trots, or trots over, I should say, introduces himself, says, uh, Says to this horse, what do you do for a living then? This horse says, well, I'm a, I'm a race horse, aren't I? I've won four grade ones this year, and I'm undefeated, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm undefeated yeah. in 25 races. I've won every single one. Donkey's like, fucking hell, what's great, mate? Anyway, they have a few drinks, get to know each other, and they arrange to meet at the donkey's house um, a week later. Yeah. Good friends, you see now. Before they meet up, though, the donkey begins to feel a bit inferior. It's like, fucking hell, it's racehorse. 25 out of 25, I ain't done nothing. Get kids to ride on the beach, that's about it. He's like, oh, I'm feeling a bit inferior, what should I do? He's got an idea, he goes out and he buys this massive painting of a zebra. Takes pride of place at his own, above the fireplace. Yeah. Anyway, this all shows up, he says, tell you what, mate, you got an amazing house, but uh, who's a zebra in the picture? The donkey's like, that's not a zebra, mate. 
That's me when I used to play for Newcastle. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the setup for these jokes, too. Long bloody mm-hmm. winter thing. Are you finished? And all this talk of horses, I was just reminded me of that time that um, me and you hey. went to the cinema to watch that film that featured a horse. Remember? Yeah. Good, yeah. So I joined the film. I remember I said to you, um, bet you 20 quid the uh, the grey horse will win. That film, you remember? We watched it, the horse race. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you 20 quid deny that um, that grey horse wins. You had gone, and yeah. Sure enough, grey horse wins. Remember what I said to you, Al? No. After the film. I said, don't bother paying me. I've seen the film before, so I know who wins. Brilliant. And what you said. What? Yeah, I've seen it as well. I thought the Grey House would not win this time. No, bloody hell. <laughs> what have you been up to, Al? Well, Stu, I'll have to stop you there because uh, I'm actually, um, I'm uh, as recording this podcast, I'm actually um, watching the um, National Podcast Awards and they're, ba- oh. they're ba- just about to do the nominations, Stu, for this year's Podcast of the Year. Um mm. So I'll just turn the, the volume up. It's it's hosted to you by Gerard Depardieu, the uh, French actor. Oh, I thought it was actually being real for a second. Right, I'll just turn it up. Just turn it on. Hello and welcome to the nominations for the podcast of the year year award. <laughs> the yeah, definitely Gerard Depardieu. That. Uh, uh, sorry, I just heard something on the line, but they will continue. Oops, sorry, Gerard. The nominations are, that's all right, the nominations are The Socially Distant Sports Bar, My Dead Wrote the Ponu. What was that last one? I repeat that one. My Dad Wrote a Ponu. I still don't get it. My, my Dad Wrote a Porno. Who's uh, that? Have you never heard, heard that podcast? No, who's speaking? Oh, that you're, you're speaking here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I've just paused it. I'll put it back on. Yeah. Richard Herring list the square theatre podcast off Richard menu Hiddin. and the Adam Buxton podcast and not the shittiest Stuart board. Oh, turn that down. Oh, turn that off. Shit. I really thought we were going to be nominated this year. At least we've got a mention, though. Ah, uh, but he's a big no swine, isn't he? <laughs> right, let's go on to top three. Top three. In each episode, me and Al have a rundown of this and that, tell you our top three things about it. Then we put it on socials, and they tell us as well. And we do care what you say as well. We do. We do, we do don't we, Al? We do. We bloody care. For those that don't understand what I'm saying, Alex, if I was to say to you what your three types of clock... Oh, um, that big clock that the... Um... The favourite <laughs> three types of clock, sorry. Who was the one who used to wear it around his neck? The massive Bernard's watch. <laughs> oh yeah, Bernard's watch. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, the clock on my oven because it tells me when my food's ready. Yeah, and um, clock the clock from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, Cosworth. Yes, Cosworth. Yeah, decent. Uh, I'd go with sitting on the clock of the bay. Good song. Um, meet the clockers. Yeah, the film. And um, my favourite TV show, Clock the Week. <laughs> oh, excellent. Not anymore, on anymore, is it, Stu? They had the last episode the other week. Oh, no, I'll change that, actually. It's finished now. So I'm going to go with another song. Clock, clock, clocking on heaven's door. Oh, lovely. 
Now, Stu, it was uh, your choice for this episode's top three, and you went with... Uh, songs to run to, or work out to. Yep. How'd you find it? Tiring. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Stu, or, or shall I? I'll go first. Go on, then. Number three, I've got Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Can you sing us a little bit? And Damon Clark's on that podcast, something in the ballroom blitz, ballroom My mum dances the two-step to that. Hmm. Hmm. Go on, tell us about it. It's a great fast-paced song, and it's uh, perfect to running to, Al. Um, while listening to the song, I reach a top speed of four miles an hour. And I repeat this three times during a running session. Awesome. Good song. Sweet. Well, Stu, I frequent the gym sparingly. I don't go all the time. Uh, and I don't listen to music when you I... You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to music when I work out. I listen to podcasts. So this was difficult for me. So what I did was I Googled top songs to work out to. So my number three, Stu, is Push It by Salt and Pepper. <laughs> push it push it really good so this song Stu was brought out in 1987 it was actually a b-side of the single tramp um which I thought it was a b-side to pull it oh very good uh it only reached to number 40 <laughs> this is a great fact this is one of the greatest facts i've ever found about a song it only reached number 41 in the UK charts, okay, but it re-entered at number two after it was performed at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday concert. Oh, <laughs> why would they do that? I don't know. What, what if we get Push It played at his birthday? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mr. Mandela, but the Beatles died many years ago. Uh, the Rolling Stones killed. <laughs> then get in salt and pepper. <laughs> they do it <laughs> so that's my number three Stu give us your number two uh, number two I've got Go by the Chemical Brothers how's that one Go 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 Gadget Copter <laughs> Inspector Gadgets they've remade uh, oh. Inspector Gadgets too hey there's a new Inspector Gadget cartoon out Ah, uh, no, never. Not for me. Yeah. Don't do the cartoon remakes. They always get ruined. Ruined. Wayne ruined. 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 That's one for you, Keza G. <laughs> uh, a fast-paced, energetic, energetic song. But it's perfect for your morning sprints. Yeah. Uh, my top speed on this. Bear in mind, it's sprinting this time out. So my yep. top speed here reached was five miles an hour. <laughs> and I repeat this twice as I get... Um, too tired. Yeah, very good. I hear on a ruined song do you by repeating it over and over. Yeah. It's a long song. Hmm. Well, Stu, my number two is Pump Up the Jam. Pump it up. Pump, Pump up the jam by Technotronic. Uh all of my songs still from the 80s. This is 1989. Reached number two in the UK. Um, and it is named as the first house song to become a hit in the USA. Oh, born in the USA. Yeah, Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, go on. Your number one, Stu. All right, new number one. I've got "Keep On Moving" by Soul to Soul. Oh, I thought it was going to be "Keep On Moving" by Five. 
No. No, no. Oh, was that get on? So the song this is a song that um actually says keep on moving, don't stop. No. Well, that's good advice to work so it tells you what to do, just keep on going. So yeah, keep on going. Keep on going, mate. If you're doing um long distance running that one. Uh this one I reached the top speed of three miles an hour. And I didn't repeat it because it was a long, long running event. You watch yourself. Not a young spring chicken anymore, am I? Al? 39 now. <laughs> uh, so, my number one, I'm going to go with Eye of the Tiger by Saviour. <laughs> Got the Eye of the Tiger. Survivor. By Survivor, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1982 uh, was synonymous which, with which Rocky film, Stu? 1982. That'd be Rocky 2? Rocky 3, apparently. Oh. Uh, it was released a day after the film was released. Which one was number three? Club of Lang, wasn't it? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, reached number one in the UK singles chart. And that's all I have to say about that. It's a bloody good song, mate. It is. Yeah. I reckon I could probably get up to six miles an hour listening to that. <laughs> on, a, on a bike? No, running. Oh, well, well done. Go on, still what's the social media people said? Uh, we only had four this week, Al. Yep. Bit of a low turnout. Never mind. Uh, but we'll start with the best. Frank's gone for Peace Frog by The Doors. Yep. Dumb Things by Paul Kelly. And And Fool Shine On by Brother Kane. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to pick some Green Day songs, but he couldn't choose between them. It's his favourite band, isn't it, Green Day? He loves yeah, I love a bit of Green Day, don't I? We love a bit of Green Day, don't I? Eh? He loves a bit of Green Day, don't I? <laughs> Friend Ultron. Uh, he's gone for Blinding Lights by the weekend. Yep. I'd imagine Brendan running. No. If he was, I'd imagine him running to something like Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Yeah, or um, Blame It on the Weatherman by Bewitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also picked I Would Die For You by Prince great song yeah and Hearts On Fire by John Cafferty or anything else on the Rocky Four soundtrack oh very good yeah Rocky Four with Ivan Drago and the robot dog probably why he likes Rocky Four him being happy a robot birthday. himself happy birthday Polly <laughs> <laughs> the best line in all you know, of you know that Polly was having sex with that robot later that day <laughs> was still is. <laughs> Happy birthday, Paulie! It's not my birthday. Stop um, that! Oh bloody! Hell, what's the theme tune? It's regular Gav. Regular Gav. He talks a load of old shite. Uh, he's gone for the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Get yep. Viking vibes. I can imagine Gav as a Viking. Yes, yeah, I suppose he's. I can imagine a Gav with an axe. Mm. Cutting Gav a axe. small sapling. Regular Gavax from now on. Yeah. Gavalax. And congratulations on your ninth Gavax. follower on Twitter, uh, Brendan. Oh, no. He was eight follower bot, but he's going to have to change that name to nine now. <laughs> and then, really? then, 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 nine. Uh, also, The Island by Pendulum. Yep. And The Chariots of Fire by Vangelis. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You know what, Stu? Most of these songs I've never heard of. Yeah, The Chariots of Fire. You know, I've heard of that one, yeah. I've heard of that one. 
You never heard of the immigrant song? No. What? What? Nah. Sells. And uh, finally, I've got Keith Campbell. We should really do a theme tune for Keith Campbell. He's always on it. We'll think of one. It's Keith. Go on, what's he said? Answers by Ainbury. Footloose, Kenny Loggins. Magnificent. Yeah. Shine by Take That. Yeah. Walking on Sunshine, Cocoon and Waves. I imagine that's a good one to run to, isn't it? Especially if you are walking on sunshine. It's a bit hot. Don't forget those boots. <laughs> Don't wear your flip flops. No. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, Kaza G, we've had no suggestions from you this week. Disappointing no. that. Well, Stu, in the not- next podcast, uh, I thought I'd keep it with a music theme. And I would like your top. Fiddle with you. I would like your top three UK TV theme songs. So, you could have. Well, Mike reads top tips. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could have that. Um, so, uh, so on the next episode, you could tweet us or Instagrammers. We are at StuartNowPod, or you can email us StuartNowPod at gmail.com. On the next episode, your top three UK TV theme songs, please. Yeah, you can have ones. You can have ones that are defunct nowadays. You can have old songs. Funhouse. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, that's a great thing. So that was top three, and now it's time for 90s Corner. Ooh. Nineties Corner. In each episode, Stu and I are going through the 90s, telling you our favourite films, songs, and pop culture moments. We are currently on our favourite single of 1998. But Stu, we had a poll for the top film of 1998. What what the bloody hell won? Okay, we had 48 votes. Yep. In last place, as expected, The Parent Trap. Yep. 8%. In third place, third. Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas from 1998. In second place. Sliding bloody doors. <laughs> Brilliant. 21%. Thankfully, thank God that American History X won with 52% of the vote. Yeah, I think that deserved to win. Sliding doors won look at the end of at, the polls on it. A lot of people got to look in the mirror still and think, I need to watch Sliding Doors. Still not watched it. Still won't watch it. Even Chris Conrath con- commented this week going, Who the bloody hell's pick Sliding Doors? Well, if he'd listened to the podcast, he'd have known it was me. So, yeah. Stu, 98 single. Why don't you tell us what you've chosen? Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, me too. Ah, it's the best <laughs> song in the world. You got any information about it? Yep. Uh, it's one of the best songs ever made, and so is the video. Yep. So, it's from. Maybe the... recite the whole song out, apart from yes, a few lines. Maybe got it now. But... Uh, Intergalactic was the first song that really got me into Beastie Boys from the album Hello Nasty. The video was about a giant robot causing destruction around a city. Um, And then the three of them dressed in, oh, I don't know what really they're dressed in. It's like white and they've got helmets on, haven't they, in there? Yeah, it's Uh, kind of like road. road Yeah. It only reached number five in the UK charts, Stu. Yeah. Only reached number five in the UK charts. Criminal. 
that was such a good single, and it fo- um, it was followed by tracks like um, "Body Moving" and Three MCs One DJ." That was a great album, Hello Nasty. I remember buying that and absolutely playing it to death. Love that album. Uh, for me, and you know, people will probably say others, but it was my favorite. It was my favorite album from in, um, from Beast Boys, but it came out around when we were about 15, 16, maybe. Yeah, 1998, wasn't it? Yeah, so about 15. Oh, sorry, of course, yeah. So 15, <laughs> yeah, we're about 15. It was a great music video. It was a great song. Loved it. So, yeah, that's my newest choice. I think that should be the uh, outro song for this episode. Though. I'll pop it in the outro song, yeah. So, <clears throat> Stu, what have the social media rights said? Meteorites. Uh, so, Brendan has gone for Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, good song. My old dirty bastard in Charles Michelle. So, to be fair, 1998 was a great year for songs. I have got an extensive list of um, of honourable mentions. Yeah. Um. Frankie's gone for Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. That's a cracking song. Yeah, it's a good song. Until the break of dawn. Brown tomorrow. Tomorrow. Roll tomorrow. Roll tomorrow. Uh, regular. It's regular gal. Regular gal. He talks a lot of old shite. He really does. Um, He's done Pretty Fly for a White Guy, The Offspring. Yep, good song. That's a good one. Um, Keith's gone for Millennium by Robbie Williams. Oh, no way. <laughs> Millennium in 98. And uh, at another lady, uh, Susan Turner. Can we call her Susie T? Susie T? Yeah. What she said. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Great song. It is. Great song. And also, Katie has picked Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls. Nope, yeah. Jake Claire did. Not Katie Claire. Okay. Katie picked Rollercoaster by Bewitched. <laughs> yeah. JR, if you tolerate this, then your children will be next by the Manic Supreme Jez. Yeah, a good song. And uh, Kimbo. Of Say La Vie, Bewitched. Oh. Well, we've got to have... What was the one that got Iris. to Iris. And what were the other two choices at the start? There was Save, oh, Save Tonight. Save Tonight. Yeah. I like Ghetto Superstar. Save Tonight. I'll Google. All right. I'll put... Or do you want Say La Vie by Bewitched? No. <clears throat> I'm going to put this small football still, as you see here, in one of my hands. If it's if it's left, it's ghetto superstar. If it's right, it's um, save tonight. Is it right or left? No, no, no. Because we both picked intergalactic, so we got three oh, from the other. Sorry. Yep. Let's go for those two then as well. So what? Ghetto superstar. Yep. Save tonight. Iris and intergalactic. Yep. So there That's is a nice, not many playlist, isn't it? It is a lovely little playlist. So there are your four songs, and the poll will go up on Twitter next week. Stu, do you want to hear my honourable mentions? Oh, uh, yeah, go on. Uh, I've got It's Like That by Run DMC versus Jason Nevins. Oh, wow. <laughs> Say the Me by Bewitched. Another brilliant music video. Yeah. Um, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Yeah. Uh, Angels by Robbie Williams was out in 98. Horny by Moose T. <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey, honey. Uh, Sex on the Beach by Teaspoon. Oh. I want to have sex. On the beach. They out, did they do anything else? No, that was it. Oh. Um, Vindaloo by Fat Les. Ah, oh, yeah, the World Cup year, wasn't it? Three Lions 98. Um, yeah. yeah. B 
Because We Want To by Billy, which is the song I sang at the start of the thing. Um, Say Eto by Teletubbies. No. And of course, the um, the theme tune to this film that should have won the poll, If Only I Could Turn Back Time by Aqua. So that was... Was my... that on Sliding Doors as well? Yeah. That was the, the theme song. Uh, my honourable mention, I was Music Sounds Better With You by Stardust. Oh, God, that music video was great as well. Next episode, we would like your pop culture moment from the year 1998. And local you can get in contact France. with us. Local yeah, uh, we are still in Alpod at gmail.com or Instagram and Twitter. We are at Stu and Alpod. Still to come. I'm going to do this one like Tony Blackburn. Okay. Still to come, listeners. Al pops down to London. London? Brewing another classic show from our childhoods in Bag of Nails. Find out what Talking Heads frontman David Byrne's up to in In the News, which this week includes live coverage of the I Beg Jano Novice Stakes Cup horse race. Ooh. Logan versus Lone Ranger. In Tits Up, Dinosaur Park, oh, Tits Up, sorry. A word from Dick in our new feature, What Richard Says. But for now, here's Al with the adverts. Are you struggling to convince your partner? Barry's back. <laughs> to be more adventurous, adventurous in the bedroom. Then why not get one of Barry's sex robots? Our robots are 100% up for out. And 45% likely to not maim your private parts. They come with realistic sounds, including... Oh, yes. And... You're massive. And finally... Yes, you can put it up there. Is that Brendotron? <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Here is a very satisfied customer. My wife won't have it's sex with me. Barry. My wife won't have sex with me due to my scotch egg breath. <laughs> Barry's sex robot lets me do out with it with only medium amount of genital trauma. Thanks, Barry. Try Barry's sex robots now. They come in two colours, silver and rust. Call today. Now it's time for the yes, new. I'd like to order the uh, Rust version, please. <laughs> yep. My name? J.R. Hartley. <laughs> now it's time for the news. In each episode, Stu tells us two news stories, one made up and one that he's found somewhere on Tinterweb. He also goes through Dr. Doris... New, um, health doctorus travels with Arnie. No, not this week. Uh, sports and the weather and anything else he wants to throw it there and here. So he goes this week. What's what Richard says and uh, what's on the telly? Oh, excellent! So here I we go. See what's on the telly sticking around as well? All right. Here are your headlines. Hello, everyone. Here's the headlines because I'm doing the news now. Pranks to causes panic after putting up welcome to Birmingham sign near Heathrow Airport. 
That was true, wasn't it? <laughs> There's a true story. <laughs> oh, Thirty-seven stone man angry this week as he was forced to pay for two seats, only to find out that these two seats were eight rows apart. <laughs> also true. Mm-hmm. And finally, Granny's bush so big it's been deemed a hazard to anyone who walks past. <laughs> the head, obviously, the bush in her front garden. <laughs> what I meant there. She wants to close her dressing gown. But first, story number one. A woman. <laughs> <laughs> Dressing gown. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. He's got any listeners. He's good. Ring the bell out. Ding, 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 ding. But first, story number one. A woman sat outside her ex's apartment scrolling through Bumble, the dating website, until she found his dating profile and matched with him to get them back together. And now they're sent to be married? What? Didn't expect that one, did you? So yeah, uh, Sarah Young, 24, sat outside her ex's place, changed her settings to matches within one mile, and then started swiping for 45 minutes till she found her former boyfriend, Nathan Lopez. That's a lot of people on a dating website within one mile radius. Well, it's uh, in Austin, Texas. It's pretty All right. Place. So she waited until they matched for telling him it was their fate when they got back together in August 2021, after four months apart. I wonder why they broke up originally. <laughs> <laughs> Probably she was sat outside the apartment. <laughs> uh, the couple rekindled their romance before Nathan popped the question. Not her. He did. In uh, April this year, uh, while in a garden in Austin, Texas. Just in a no. garden. Yeah. I don't know which one. Could be theirs, could be someone else's. Could be someone else's, equally. Mm. So Nathan, a Texas native, said, "May I?" Re- <laughs> I'm going to try and do a Texas accent here. My reaction was, "Wow, this is fight. I was happy. We took, <laughs> we took out time to grow, and it's time to try this again. And now we're engaged, or as you poshbolt call it, to be hitched." So he thinks it's fate. Yet she's obviously sold this story to a newspaper that she sat outside. Does he not kind of think, well, oh, she sounds like a bit of a psychopath? I know, he must have, she must have come clean to him. By the way, Gandhi did this thing. Maybe she like, didn't. And he's just been asked. I could be making this all up. Anyway, uh, Sarah, also from Texas. I'll try again. Having a town part is the best thing that could have happened. We were able to grow. It's like Alabama, isn't it? Yeah. We were able to grow like peas and carrots. <laughs> focus on what we want out of life and I guess that was each other stalker very good the couple are due to be married in April 2023 locals say they got turned down for their first choice church so they sat outside for 45 minutes on church tinder so they <laughs> matched with it <laughs> plan on using the same method to get the vicar the wedding band and anything else wedding related <laughs> very good church tinder Oh, look at the cross on that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she'll do Holy Communion on the first night. Oh, <laughs> I 
apparently Vicar Tinder is just only available to 12-year-old choir boys. Oh. oh, he didn't do that, did he? Oh, allegedly. He didn't go there. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Gets us out many lawsuits, doesn't it? Allegedly. Yeah. Story number two, Al. Is mm-hmm. this one real or is this one false? David Byrne, you know, the Scottish singer from Talking Heads. Yeah. Well, he's been sharing the news this week that he's the first fully functioning, that he has the first fully functioning time machine. Oh, well, this one's made up. David said, do you know you're talking at songs, Al? Uh, not really. I probably know a few. Okay. David said, no, let me tell you, I've lived a wild, wild life. Yeah. <laughs> and this time machine has been amazing. It was a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Chance opportunity to try it out. The scientist who created it let me have a test drive. She's so kind. And she was <laughs> absolutely wonderful. She lived in the middle of nowhere. So I drove down the road to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So the extraordinary house and thought, this must be the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trade it out. Went back to England in 1943. Life during wartime. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know the songs. I just need to look at you nodding at me when you... Okay, fine. Spent the day there and just came back. Then disaster struck. I arrived back and Mary, the scientist, had... Our house had caught fire. I could hear her screaming, but it was either save her or save the time machine. It was probably that rival scientist, Dr. I'm a bastard, who thought burning down the house <laughs> was a good idea. He is a... Psycho killer, after all. <laughs> I love this still. As she lay there, <laughs> as she lay there, all cross-eyed and and painless looking. That's another one there. Yeah. I quickly grabbed the time machine and fled. This week, I travel back to the nineteen sixties to enjoy Woodstock again. Um, thinking about it, I should have gone back to Warner of the House Fire. I'll do that at some point. Anyway, dear, I'm off to 1892 and trying to claim that I invented the Frisbee. (laughs) Lovely stuff. But that's the made up one to do, I'd imagine. Did David Byrne come into, you know, did he time travel this week? Or did um, some psycho stalk some bloke on Bumble? Uh, The Talking Head ones is, the Talking Heads one is made up. Yeah, it is. He's yes, not. scientist. There's no house fire, and David Byrne, to my knowledge, has still not managed to get to time travel just yet. No, um, no. but Al, we're pressed for time, so sport, and we're going to go right now live to our new sports recap, sports reporter, uh, incredible scenes, Jeff, for the uh, I beg Jano no, novice stakes cup. Okay, thanks, Stu. Uh, so the race is about to start. Here are the ten runners. We've got number one, passionate lady. Number two, bare belly. <laughs> number three, silk panties. Number four, conscience. Five, it's jockey shorts. Six, clean sheets. Seven, we've got thighs. Eight, big Johnson. Nine is heavy bosom. And number ten, it's Mary Cherry. We're about to kick off the race now. And they're off. And conscience is left behind at the post. Jockey shorts and silk panties are off in a hurry. 
Heavy <laughs> bosoms being pressured. Passionate lady is caught between Fires and Big Johnson in a very tight spot. At the halfway mark now, it's Bear Belly on top. Fires opens up now and Big Johnson is pressed in. <laughs> Heavy bosom is being pushed hard against those clean sheets. Passionate lady and Fires are working hard on Bear Belly. Bear Belly now under terrific pressure from Big Johnson. At the stretch, it's Mary Cherry cracks under the strain. <laughs> Big Johnson is making a final drive now and Passionate Lady is coming. At the finish, it's Big Johnson giving everything he's got and Passionate Lady is taking everything Big Johnson has to offer. It's looking like a dead heat. But Big Johnson squirts through and wins by a head. <laughs> Heavy bosom weakens and fires pull up. Clean sheets never had a chance. Willie B. Hardigan was a non-runner, as was the Gobbler. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> Help of Dr. Doris. Oh, you yeah, said there wasn't one. Huh? You said there wasn't a Dr. Doris. Did I? Yeah. Oh, my bad. No, there's always help for Dr. Doris. Hey, lads. Diagnose someone with anxiety and constipation this week. They were worried shitless. <laughs> And I had to do an on-field diagnosis this week. Treated the victims of a pet van crash. Oh, tough day that was. The diagnosis for each one there. Coma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> New feature alert, what Richard says. Hello, everyone. Richard B here. Or Dickie to me, mates. Oh, pardon. Anyway, that WhatsApp, eh? Useful, isn't it? I try and inject life into chat now and again. Kind of like the opposite to our old shipman. Oh. What do you like? See ya. <laughs> uh, what's on the telly? Mm -hmm. TV tonight, Owl. It's the extraordinary tale of the man with a penis on his arm. It's on, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's on Bravo. This. Uh, here's a clip from the show. Just press play on the tape. Now, the worst part is when you cuddle your nan at Christmas and it hits her in the eye. <laughs> And the weather this week, it's a 90% chance of it's already raining. <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. Or from the Mean Girls there. Oh, well, thanks, Stu. That was in the news. And now it is time to head down to Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. Hi. In each episode, Stu and I are going through the alphabet. Uh, we give each other a film to watch. And then we oh, have... you're going to love your film next week. Oh, good. And then we give each other five questions on that film. It is currently 8-1 to myself. Uh, we are on the letter L. Stu, I gave you Logan. Mm. And you gave me? I gave you Lone Ranger. I fell asleep halfway through, but I actually kind of enjoyed the bit I saw, or the hour or so I saw. Uh, well, Stu, well, I, I can tell you how much I enjoyed it by telling you my tagline. Amber Heard shit in the bed summarizes this film perfectly. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's racist. <laughs> like Johnny Depp as um as Tonto is incredibly like, I mean, I'm not Native American, okay? But I imagine if a Native American watched this film, they'd be like, what the fuck is he doing? There's bits where he's dancing around where you think he's just taking the piss. <laughs> like it's just. I don't know whether it's supposed to be a comedy or... And it's two hours and 32 minutes long. 
<laughs> it was oh, so terrible. It was, uh, I hated it. And I looked, Stu, um, I was looking on IMDb. I wanted to see what was the last time I enjoyed a Johnny Depp film. And it was Blow in 2001. So over 20 years ago was the last time I enjoyed a Johnny Depp. You didn't like the Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I do not like them. You didn't like the Rum Diary? Not seen it. I, I, generally, I know it sounds awful, but I won't really watch anything that he's in if it's new. I, I, it, it, I don't. I'm not a big fan of his as an actor. I watched Old that, Johnny Depp. I, I, I don't think he was in that one that I watched. Though. Stu, how about Logan? Think it's about not that. worth watching then, though. No, it, I, I didn't like it. Oh, I, I skipped it. past about half an hour of it at one point because I was like, I can't, I can't be doing this. Uh, it seemed, I don't know, I kind of like drifted in and out. I saw um, a shootout at the start. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, I'll leave it then. Uh, Logan, yeah. Um, Wolverine gets old, but where's Hawkeye? Yep. <laughs> now, you know, if you've read Old Man Logan, you'll know that Hawkeye is in that. Oh. In film. Old Man Logan. A lot of the times when I, when I get questions for the films, I'll skip bits of the film and then find questions along the way. I watched Logan last night. And for me, it's the best comic book film ever made in my eyes. Yeah. I don't, and I honestly don't think it's going to be bettered. And I've, I thought about this, right? There's a lot of swearing in it. And it's, so it's kind of gone from, you know, the regular X-Men. There's a lot of swearing in this film, a lot of adult content. And when I think of other films, superhero films that have done that, like Deadpool and the Harlequin film, they do it really badly. It's like, oh, look, we're swearing. Oh, aren't we naughty? Whereas mm. it just feels really natural in Logan. I just think it's such a good good film. It's a great story. Um, and, yeah, I, I watched that and I watched The Batman in the same day. And the, I like The Batman. I think it's a great I film. I haven't seen The Batman yet. But it doesn't hold up to Logan. Logan is by far my favourite. Yeah, me too. I, I really liked it. Yeah. So, Stu, do you want me to give you the questions first? Yeah, go on. I think you'll win this one. I don't think so. Um, at the start of the film, what job does Logan have? He is a limousine driver. Correct. Um, which city uh, does he live in? Vegas. It's El Paso. Yes, it is, isn't it? Um, question three. What does Logan want to buy? When? He he keeps he's got money and he keeps he keeps phoning up about it and they keep discussing it every so often. He wants to buy something. A farm, isn't it? Or something? Oh, it's a boat. Sunseeker. Uh, question. Question four. What is the mutant child's name? X twenty three. But what's her girl name? It's X twenty three. That's the name. No, I want her girl name. Forget about the girl name. You don't need the girl name. She's not referred to as X-23 throughout the film, but she's referred to this on multiple occasions. Oh, what's the name? I forgot. What's it begin with? I can't give you that because it'll give it away. Middle of the alphabet. Around about the middle of the alphabet. I can't remember. I can't remember. Laura. And finally, Stu, question five. What does Caliban say before dropping the grenades? yippee ki no, he says beware of the light because they say it to him at another part of the film. I really thought you'd do well on that one. You got one. Yeah, I'm not good at remembering little lines and stuff. 
Yeah. Laura, though, I fucking need Laura one. Yeah, I thought you'd get El Paso or the boat. I thought you'd get the boat. Yeah, I know. Oh. Uh, oh, so you're the Lone Ranger then? Yep. Um, what is the name of the railway tycoon? Oh, don't know. Latham Cole. Yeah, wouldn't have known that. Uh, what is the name of the? What is the color of the spirit horse that revives the Lone Ranger? White. What is the Lone Ranger's real name? Uh, Stevie Cunty Chops. John Reed. All right, yeah. What is the Lone Ranger's brother called? Uh, Steve. Dan. All right. Dan Reed. Tonto wears what stuffed animal on his head? A crow. Yeah. Yo! Who won? 9 1 at the moment. Stu, do you want your your tiebreaker? Uh, what ni- nursery rhyme is Dr. X singing when Wolverine first goes in? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Oh, it's Little Miss Muffet. What is the character played by Helena Bonham Carter called? Uh, twat face. Red Harrington. I'm going to uh, watch this Lone Ranger anyway. Oh, what, like when she turned up, I was like, oh, for God's sake. Was <laughs> like, it Tim Burton? Was it? I don't know, but she was in it, so must be. Well, Stu, I've got a good film for you the next episode. We're on to M. You have got The Mighty Ducks on Disney+. Plus. Fucking get in. <laughs> and I've got... Try and contain yourself with yourself. You've got, on Amazon Prime, Mike Bassett, England Manager. <laughs> <laughs> what, you'd like that one? I've not seen that for years. <laughs> it is brilliant. Benson and Edges. <laughs> they did a TV show of it. Is that? Yeah, there's a TV show of it. You can find it on YouTube. Ah. You have to watch oh, it. The, with them as well? Or? He's in it. I don't. I think there's some of the people in it, but not loads. going to enjoy re-watching that. I saw it come up on Prime today. I was like, he's having that. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So if you'd like to play along at home, you can. You can watch Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus or Mike, Basket, Mike Bassett, England Manager on Amazon Prime. So that was Dinosaur Park Goes Tits Up. And now it's time for Tails Down a Bag of Nails. Hi. Rabbit, 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 In each episode, me and Al take it in turns to go down to London. London! Where we meet a patron of the greatest pub in that neck of the woods, the Bag of Nails. Al, you in this week, how'd you go on? Oh, Stu, it was an interesting one because they were filming a live episode of um, The Muppets. So I kind of snuck in at the back and I was I was recording <clears throat> on my phone the, what was happening. Um, and But then I got kicked out at the end. So kind of, I don't know what oh, happened. So you're kind of doing a, a live vlog. Yeah. But Stu, um, the people that were doing the voices for the characters seemed to have, stru- seemed to have trouble um, keeping in character and for them to sound anything like them. So I'll just let you know ah. now. You can't do Kermit or Miss Piggy, then. <laughs> Here's the tape. Kermit's easy. Click. Okay, we're here at uh, the Bag O'Nails. I'm just going to hold my phone out, see if I can get some recording of this Muppet Show London special. Hey, Kermit. It's nice Marge. to be out, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like Marge, doesn't it? It's nice to be out, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. It sure is, Miss Piggy. See, that's, that's quite good. good, isn't it? That's good. 
Now we've had a few drinks. Why don't we head back to the hotel for a bit of fun? Wink, oh. wink. Uh, I'm not sure, Miss Piggy. Oh, come on, Kermie. <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to go on my bacon baps? <laughs> oh, good. I've had it all now. <laughs> I don't know, Miss Piggy. It's nice just to be out for a drink. Oh, come on, Kermie. It's time for a bit of toad in the hole. Oh. <laughs> but I'm a frog, Miss Piggy. Yeah, I know you are, Kermie. But I couldn't say frog in the hole, could I? Uh, it, it looks like um, Fozzie Bear is, is walking in as well. Hey, Fozzie, Kermie's being a prude. How about you come back to the hotel and see where I'm, Fozzie? <laughs> Uh, no thanks, Miss Piggy. Wacka wacka. <laughs> wacka wacka. Suit yourself. Looks like it has to be you, Kermie. Just get, keep those tadpoles to yourself. I don't want to get pregnant. Oh, what? Well, I'm not recording. I'm not recording. Oh, and then sort of ends there, still, where I get sort of taken out of the pool. Thank God. <laughs> Bacon Baps was the line I was most proud of. Yeah, that's the best bit. <coughs> well, Toad in the Hole is pretty good as well. Yeah, Toad in the Hole. So, <laughs> so still we'll head down the Wago Nails next week um, for some fun and japes. But now it's time for Mike Reed's Top Tips. In each episode, Stu finds a cassette with two tips from Mike Reed on it. Stu, have you got a cassette for us now? Yeah. Thank you. And click. Yeah, here is it. Good. Fitness instructors help people do sit-ups by gluing scotch eggs to the top of their shoes. Oi, who the fuck he? Get out of here. My <laughs> tip's not yours. What was, what was he doing there? Fuck no. I mean, who said that? Well, I've, he's gave you one, I'll do the other. Young people, sport, start speaking clearly. So you don't have to keep saying, know what I'm saying. <laughs> what was he on about Scotch eggs before? Was it a useful tip? <laughs> Lovely stuff. Fuck it. All right. See you later. Then. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. So we'll have a couple more tips on the That's next Mike. Not me. Mike Reed. <laughs> so, Steve, have you got anything for us uh, before we finish? No, I ain't got nothing, mate. I ain't got nothing. Well, let's just say if you would like to contribute to the next top three, which is your top three UK TV theme tunes, mm. you can. Or you can tell us your favourite pop culture moment from the year 1998. We well, are still in our pod. Well, cap. Well, cap, innit? We are at gmail.com or Instagram and Twitter. We are at stewinalpod. Stu, before we go, would you like to play a game that I've made up? Always. It's called Whose Mum Is It? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an impression of five people and you've got to guess whose mum it is, okay? So I've got... All right, okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Where is my son? Has he come on this podcast again? So who's that? Uncle Dorogay's mum? No, it's Robot from the Future's mum. Oh. Yeah. You ready? Hey! Where's my son? 
is he on that goddamn watch up his ass again? It's not Christopher Walken's mom. It is Christopher Walken's mom. Ready for the next one? That Bruce Forsyth, mum. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Cool. Where's my son? Is he off sniffing knickers again? That's the orgasm, mum. That's a good orgasm. And finally, he wants to. Hello. A hit missing is being good in the podcast awards. Ah, Gerard Depardieu's mum. Yeah, there you go. It's a good game, now, isn't it? Yeah. So if you want to play that at home, you can. Um, I'll give that away. Let me have a go. Go on, then. Hello, is my son been in the bag of nails again? <laughs> is it um, um, Borealis's mum? Yeah. Yeah. She sounds very much like them, doesn't she? Mm, I know. It's lovely stuff. So, Stu, uh, see any fireworks this week? Out the window, yeah. Oh, brilliant. And brilliant. at the end of the wall, Leeds, um, Leeds United game. Who did they play? Leeds Bournemouth? Can't remember. I think so. All right, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, get in contact and we'll say goodbye. Stu? Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, mate.